RadioInfluence.com. This is the Cannabis Podcast, powered by TrueLeave on Radio Influence. It's an inside look and the scientific facts in and around the world of medical cannabis. Now, here is your host, Ian Beckles. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cannabis Podcast. This is Ian Beckles coming at you, and uh, we have a special show today because we have the lovely Victoria here from True Leave. How are you? Great. How are you? Long time no see. I know. It hasn't been that long, but a lot of things have happened. Uh, a lot of things. A lot too of many things, things actually. Too, can it be too many things? It can. I can yeah. see it being too many things. Um, and once again, Victoria from True Leave. Um, True Leave doesn't really act like a lot of the other dispensaries, and this is. You know, I'm. I do this podcast where I stay on top of a lot of these things. So I talk to a lot of different people, a lot of different companies. It seems like True Leave is on top of things before everybody else. That's safe to say. Yeah. Because cause I was I literally had somebody in here the other day from a different company that has a dispensary here in, in the area, and I was talking about um, you know the legalization of smokable marijuana in Florida, which was a big deal, and she basically said, "Well, True Leave is the only one that's selling it." Are you the only ones selling flour right now? No, okay. there are other companies. I think there's about four of us. Okay, um, and and other companies have been approved to sell it. They just don't have it available. They're just right not now. ready to sell yeah. it. Yes, and we were the first, and okay. obviously that was our goal to be yeah, the first sure. yeah, um, yeah. to put it out into the market. And I mean, it's not it's not a surprise. They've been. I mean, the governor came out in January and said mm-hmm. fix this. Mm-hmm. So that at that immediate moment, we started to prepare, and we had a good three months. So we were ready. So when they said okay, now smokable is legal now so when you go to True Leave and I've not bought the smokable there yet um, so you can go to True Leave and say I want two ounces of smokable and they'll just give you a satchel of two about two ounces well it's in it's in jars so there's okay. some packaging requirements mm-hmm. but essentially yes we we pack a jars in um, in an eighth okay. so you can buy an eighth okay amount of different of different strains and what is the limit? What is the most somebody can buy? It's the most, it's yeah, the most somebody can buy in a 35-day period, which is interesting, um, is two and a half ounces. Okay. That's, that's a lot. That's, it's a that's lot. A, that's a lot of weed. I think for, you know, 98% of people, that's enough. Well, I think I'm a two percenter, and that's, I don't know if I can smoke two and a half ounces. I could try. Well, in 35 days. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. I know some people that can run through it, don't get me wrong. Um, but... Yeah, two and a half ounces seems to be a lot in 35 days. I don't think, if anybody needs more than that, I believe they're selling it. And, or sharing. Or, right. or sharing it, yeah. Right, well, right. It's just like somebody says, do you have any extra weed? And I said, I don't know what that means exactly. And that could be yeah. the reasoning behind the rule, right? So that, you know, for one person, that should be enough. And so it they, has they to limit be enough. it. Mm-hmm. It has to be enough. If you're somebody that's smoking more than two, and I'm not, I'm not dogging if you do. But if you, you're smoking more than two and a half ounces in 35 days, I think you surpass the medicinal part of it. Well, and then we have other products as well. So if you really are truly, truly, and you think about like a cancer patient, you know, they might want that whole plant. But then we also have products like RSO vaping. So you can offset. What is it, RSO? What's that? Rick Simpson oil. So that's like a really kind of crude, dark, okay. extracted cannabis oil, whole plant that is really good for very chronic conditions like cancer. So you guys were having problems even, you know, growing as much flour as you could before. You guys are in deeper crap now, aren't you? I mean, is it, are you in, having situations? Um, so we restock our stores with smokable flour every single day. Okay. And we sell out almost every single day. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and so the market has spoken. They want it. Um, they yeah, they favor it. What's really interesting too is I don't think that a lot of the patients have even come on board because you have to have your doctor approve you for Correct. smoking. Correct. I don't even think that's happened for probably more than fifteen twenty percent of patients. Okay. So it as as um, you know the the marketing person it uh, makes me a little nervous as to how much yeah. we have to produce. Now, talk to me. I, I have not uh, approached my doctor yet to get that legalization. I actually have to get a new card. I, just, I lost my wallet about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a card. Do you know how do I get you have to apply for a new card? You, yeah, if, you, if you're replacing it, it's like 15 bucks. You can uh, go on and apply for that and okay. I'll mail you a new one. Okay, we're going to get that done. Uh, but you have to go to your doctor and what do you have to prove to be uh, to be approved for uh, the flower part? That's really up to your doctor. Most, most physicians, um, depending on your condition will be okay with it and they just have to they have to see you mm-hmm. face to face you have to sign a special consent form with the dangers of smoking okay. which would be the added carcinogens and they have to update your registry profile to say that you're allowed to have smokable okay flower okay um and that's really all it is some doctors are doing it you know for free to come in and see me some doctors are charging 25 bucks we actually because a lot of doctors are charging because it's mm-hmm. you know it's a process for them we're, sure. we're giving everybody 25 dollars off a purchase okay, to cool. offset that cost mm-hmm. if they do have to go back because expensive. Yeah, everything, everything is expensive. And everybody yeah. tries to get their hands and get their $25 here and there. It just seems that's the way the, the world works. Now, you know, they, they, they legalize it and it just seems to be the Florida way or maybe it's the national way. I don't know. Every time they legalize it, somebody right around the corner is trying to de-legalize it and now they're, I guess they're talking about the Florida lawmakers are trying to cap the THC at 10%. Yeah. And that's low, isn't it? Very low. That That's almost impossible to even do. Well, I, I think power. I read up the majority of the strains are between what, 14 and 25? Is that what it is? Something like that? Yeah, 14 would be very, very low. So ours range anywhere from like 18 to 20, 22, 23. So you guys it's, have nothing at 10% barely? No. Nothing? No. We have, we do have, <laughs> so, we do have CBD flour, which obviously doesn't have THC. We also yeah. have a one-to-one, so it's a THC CBD. So that would be probably under that threshold Close, for okay. the THC. Um, but when you're talking about people who want to smoke and their uh, medical conditions, I mean, you need yeah, you do. that percentage. So mm-hmm. we've been following this bill very closely. It's it's very, very unfortunate. There's been a, a lot of um, advocacy against this. So I was watching yesterday on the Florida Channel, tons of patients and veterans, you know, stepping up and speaking out of how ridiculous sure. um, that this is. And, you know, they really loaded that bill with a lot of good things like free cards for veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's kind of, it's unfortunate because it's also goes along with this really, really difficult piece, which is limiting the THC percentages. And what's crazy is I was looking at some of the uh, legislature, one guy, one stiff looking guy, they're all stiff looking, but he says, uh, what are the benefits of higher THC? Nobody's ever put that on my desk. Well, I mean, if you have cancer and you're in ridiculous amounts of pain, I got some news for you, bro. I mean, if I can get a little bit more, I'm going to get a little bit more. I mean, it's to the point where you're, they're still, they still don't want people to feel good mm-hmm. in this weird, in this weird way. Well, it doesn't really make any sense because they're not going to limit percentages on vape carts or concentrates, which are yeah. incredibly more powerful yeah, than the is, whole yeah. plant. Sure. So you could theoretically smoke an entire eighth uh-huh. and 
not even feel the same way as dabbing a okay. tiny bit of concentrate. Sure. It, doesn't make sense. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. But that's because we just don't have enough science behind it for them to say, guys, this doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? But science is just is late because, you know, if somebody right now said, OK, the only alcohol we could have is four percent of lower. You know what people are going to do? Drink a lot of wine coolers. That's well, what people are going to do. You you start prohibition again. You start the moonshine. Exactly. You start the basement the basement brewing. You start the black market. Yeah. People and... are going to go back to being doing illegally. Yep. Doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Now, since I do a podcast on cannabis, I have to read up a lot about cannabis and THC and CBD. And I'm going to tell you guys, before you even use a CBD product, you should go and read up on it a little bit like I do. And my people at CBDMD, uh, they simply do it the best. They use grade A premium CBD cannabinoid, and uh, they also have organic U.S. pressed non-GMO gluten-free, and it's vegan as well. Um, you know, it's also human-grade pet products and I've used just about all their products now they sent me a nice box and I tell you what to work for me the bath bombs has been amazing uh, those gummy bears were about as delicious I've ever had and uh, I told you guys about that freeze that they had which actually you put I applied it on my neck and uh, very few things have helped me as far as my neck goes and pain and I literally walk around with it in my pocket now so you know all this stuff is not a joke it's something you have to look up um, and see the benefit of it, it comes in capsules, um, all natural sleeping aids. Like I said, I love the, the bath bombs, and my dog Ziggy loves the uh, pet products as well. So, CBDMD is offering a u- unique offer for our listeners. Go to CBDMD.com, enter the promo code CANA, that's C A N N A, and uh, at checkout, you get 20% off your order. That's C A N N A at checkout, and get 20% off your order. So, you want to take advantage of that. They were talking about the Florida recreational marijuana bill being dead. Yeah, that how died. Is, it died, so it's dead. It so died. It's for how long? I mean, somebody's going to revamp it, obviously. Well, yeah, it'll it'll keep coming back uh-huh. every year. Um, it, it there's there is a possibility it ends up on the 2020 um, ballot, but it's not a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. But anything what can happen. It? What killed it? I mean, our legislatures just don't want it. And they're pretty vocal about that. So, I mean, I think it just died right on the floor. Like, we're not ready for this. We, Why we does this have... succeed in other states? Well, remember, a lot of other states, before they go recreational, have a strong medical program for several years. So, we're we're almost there in terms of having a strong, uh, successful medical program. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about, are we structured as a state to handle a recreational market? And I would tell you we're not. We're, we're not. No way. I mean, okay. think about if tomorrow I said, hey, guys, all of you can go by as long as you're 21, whatever you want yeah, in a dispensary. Might not be, we're not I mean, we would. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we're not ready for yeah. that. But, but that's not why they're saying no. No, I mean, that's not. They don't no. care about the dispensaries. No. So what it was, is, is it still, you know. There's just fear. It's fear. It's, um, you know, that fear of the unknown of what that's going to do. And, and you got a lot of towns and cities. So when we go to a town to open up a medical dispensary, mm-hmm. they'll bring up recreational and they'll say, well, when this turns recreational, are you guys going to be recreational too? Because we don't want that in our town. And there's really not a difference. I think the difference is just the amount of people that have access to it. Okay. Um, and so there's just, it's fear. It's fear that all of a sudden you're going to have 
riffraff running around with marijuana and it's just not the case and then they cite you know they find that one study of the one person who got in a car accident and they they smoked marijuana three days before and all of a sudden it's marijuana's (laughs) fault and that's what they cite yeah um so it's it's just fear it's fear it's uneducation not being educated it's it's not understanding um you know how this might actually improve florida mm. because everybody right now is driving around on opioids the, yeah driving around opioids or smoking something they got from their their people somewhere yeah. where they don't know what percentage it is they have right. no idea like listen i've been purchasing uh you know marijuana we'll say illegally for a while okay because it's only became legal and i didn't just start so i'm not gonna lie to anybody and somebody says this is so and so you just gotta believe it Right. You I mean, don't know. You don't really know what percentage it is. You don't really look it up. No. You, you or what's touched it. Yeah. Um, there was a study I read the other day about feces in, in black market oh cannabis. <laughs> There's feces in there? It was a study. I'm Does sure it wasn't. feces get you high at least? Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't uh, think it's going to hurt. I mean, as long as you're burning it, right? It yeah, should burn yeah, off. Sure, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's not safe. And then you also, you know, there have been those stories of it's synthetic mm-hmm. or it's laced. And then now you're... It's a, they use pesticide. I mean, sure. so there's just, you know, the, it'll it still exists in legal markets, the black market. Um, but it's really just about providing safe access. But I just think Florida needs to become more educated. And, and I and I hope that over the past three years of a good medical program, they have been. I mean, the sky hasn't fallen. Sure. Um, and a lot of people are being helped. But I think this bill in particular proves how ready that the lawmakers um, are not. Sure. They're, just, they're not ready to entertain that. No, I'm, I'm just trying to see if the rest of our world's going to change around because you have all this is illegal now. So you can go to True Leave and get flour now. I don't think you can still go to a head shop and buy a, a, a bong. I don't think you can. Not I, legally. You have to get a, we have to say it's a water bong. Still. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Now. I know. I mean, you have to like I've walked into places before and I looked at the dude. I'm like, are you still doing that? I have to do it. Yeah. It's, it's the law, you know, if I happen to be a cop or whatever. But like when I just I just want to see people loosen up a little bit yeah. and just come to a realization that this is this is not a bad thing. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. Well, I think DeSantis is helping everything in our state. Uh, we still need more people uh, like the Joe Redners and, and John Morgans and going after some of these big wigs yeah. and uh, make sure that uh they they're not messing up our our progression because yeah. it seems like it's going up and it's progressing and then it stops and it starts coming down. I also think that the population in Florida is changing. We are growing so quickly. We have a lot of transient people coming down from the Northeast, mm-hmm. more progressive, um, more open. That could potentially change the way that we vote as a state as well, potentially. Um, and so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but. It's it's going to be slow progress, and we're going to have to see some movement at the federal level, I think, before Florida gets on board. Sure, yeah, and uh, that's we don't know when that's going to happen. Now, looking to see how everything is progressing, and I see truly was usually on top of things. Um, I've seen some some dispensaries have drive throughs. Is that is that something you guys are looking into? We so we just opened a new dispensary in Clearwater. We moved from where mm-hmm. we were previously up to a bigger store, and we have a we have drive through capabilities. So okay. a lot of us are buying bank buildings okay. and things that already have yeah, those drive throughs. Yeah. Um, the really the challenge is 
capacity. So the the rules in Florida and some of the paperwork that's involved just sort of ties up the drive through process. Mm-hmm. It's not as quick as zipping sure, through a yeah, Chick-fil-A yeah. and it is efficient. <laughs> um, and so until we get a more efficient process, you know, sometimes that drive through could back up and you've got 20 cars waiting and Correct. it doesn't become an efficient process. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because this is so new to people. A lot of patients love coming in and having that experience with the people in the store mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, what's new and, and touching it, touching and it looking at it, yeah, selling yeah. it. So it's also a social activity that Correct. people that people enjoy. So the drive through concept hasn't necessarily taken off. But I think as the as the state and as um, consumers become more comfortable with it, you know, it's Friday. I just need to zip through and grab sure. my order and, and go home. That makes sense. For those of you who like to read, all you novelists out there, did you know that the first recorded use of a joint was in the 1850s in Mexico? And did you know that you identify as a member of the minority group in the U.S.? You're up to eight times as likely to be arrested for violating cannabis laws. And that's some things that people know, but, you know, they don't really uh, want to acknowledge. And here's a wonderful reading for you guys in Cannabis, the illegalization of weed in America. Uh, comic creator Box Brown delves deep into the troubling history of cannabis legislation in America and where whether you're a cannabis enthusiast, history buff, or graphic novel fan, this book is something for you. Get your own copy wherever uh, books are sold and smoke out the truth. So you got to check out this new book, The Illegalization of Weed in America. I can't wait to read it. So where do we go from here? Okay, we're it just, you know, the uh, recreational uh, marijuana bill is dead. Mm-hmm. Is that the only future step that we have? I mean, where else can true leave go from here? There's really no other steps, is there? Um, not in a recreational sense. So, I mean, recreational will probably come back in 2020. It'll come back every year um, until the state's ready. Really what we're focused on and, and hopefully what our competitors are focused on too, because I don't think we're going to get to recreational until this medical, everybody's super comfortable mm-hmm. with what we're doing, is we need at least four to 500 dispensaries in the state of Florida. So there's about 115 right now. Um, And so us specifically are really taking a look at how can we We're Right now, we're allowed to have 49 as a company. And you just we just won a lawsuit for that. So our goal is how can we get those open? Mm -hmm. Even if they sit and they're a little empty for a while, how Mm -hmm. can we provide that access? Because every time you open a dispensary, that town takes a deep breath and realizes, oh, okay, this this might be okay. This. We're not going to, you know, nothing mm-hmm. bad's going to happen. Um, and then you have, you build out that capacity. And then we're continuing every single day to expand um, our grow capacity, building new buildings, making sure that we're prepared for the growth. And you've got to build a medical program. You need hundreds of thousands of people successfully participating in a medical program. Um, and then the legislators, legislatures look around and go, okay, so we've got, you know, 400 stores. We've got, you know, 500,000 patients. Then there becomes, just like California, I mean, remember how long medical existed in California? It was like almost a long time. 12 years, long 15 time, years. Yeah. So before it, before it, before it became um, yeah. legal, yep. uh, adult use legal. Mm-hmm. So you really just have to build a really responsible program so that people feel comfortable. Then what, they, then what they're going to look at is, does this model support recreation or should we go to a horizontal market where you as an individual, and I know you would probably love this, could own a dispensary? Yeah. Just one, just one in a corner of your yeah. of your city, of your town, near your house. 
that that is going to be revisited um and then could we have people who just grow and maybe that's something that you know a group of farmers who might not have that initial huge amount of money to buy in could have this small grower they specialize in their favorite strains and that's all that they Does that do happen anywhere in the country yeah california california's so california's at that point most now. most states are horizontal um okay. pennsylvania is a good example as well where you can own three dispensaries or you can own a grow. And so as a consumer, you can walk into a dispensary and you have options, mm. lots of different options, lots of different brands, lots of different choices. And that's really what makes a recreational market really strong is just like anything else, just like a grocery store. You've got sure. options, you've got different price points. Um, so if you want really high end stuff, it's there. If, if you don't, if you mm. don't have a lot of money and that's there as well. That's probably going to be a part of a recreational move in Florida is you know, how do we let more people into the system to kind of capitalize on building jobs and, um, you know, doing something that you're passionate about? Because right now you, you can't do that. You can't open a store. It makes me feel better that you don't or you know that we're not ready for that yet. Yeah, I don't it would just be mayhem. Right it would now. be mayhem. OK, so then that's good to know, because. <laughs> I didn't really think about California and the the length of time that they were there, just kind of. And California was mayhem when they were recreational because they put in all these rules, and all of a sudden, none of the products were legally allowed to be sold. I was in a, I was in a, we have a store in California, and so I was in a competitive store, and it's really funny how these rules work. So the guy's like, okay, this section over here Mm. is really good, but it's not approved by the state. Now all these products over here are approved by the state, and so I was like, okay, so those like. Does that mean that they're like illegal? It's like kinda. <laughs> so really? there's this like gray area in California where they're still selling these products that haven't been lab tested per the standards where and at any moment they could get, you know, raided and shut down. Yeah. And he's telling us this. He's like, you know, you know, the, you can buy these, just I'd be a little bit more careful. I'm like, well then I'm not gonna buy them because I don't no, have time I, for that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you I, won't, would. I won't go right yeah. over there. Because <laughs> you know what is it, I mean, right. what's the what's the worst that can happen over there? Right. What's they the worst slap your hands? Yes, I mean, but yeah. even like if somebody says this is not FDA approved. It's still weed. Right, right. Like it's right. not heroin. Right. If it's okay, and I don't think heroin's FDA approved, but. Well, okay, forms so, of it are, right? Opioids? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But not FDA approved marijuana is still marijuana. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. I, and, it, and it's still probably very high quality, but. Of course. It was it just is. interesting the process out there. And I don't know if you've seen, uh, there's a really great Netflix documentary right now um, about Humboldt County called uh, Murder Mountain. And it's very fascinating because it kind of highlights what it was like converting from a medical market that was extremely unregulated to a very regulated adult use market and how Murder Mountain and how people really, the small growers really Mm -hmm. suffered. Um, And this big controversy of big business coming into cannabis and how you balance just you're one human being who loves this. Why mm-hmm. shouldn't you be allowed sure. to play in the in the game in the market? Well, that makes so sense to me. that's going to be over the next 10, 15 years, probably the biggest challenge um, that lawmakers have to face is how do you allow people of all um, income levels to participate in this industry? Sure. And that, that's hard to do in any industry. It is. It, it I mean, really you see is. it in alcohol. You saw that transition. Sure. You see it. And so, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a challenge, um, but that that's what California is going through right now, is mm-hmm. how do the small farmers participate and continue to do what they love and put out really good products. Now, True Leaf is, is everywhere in the Florida area, pretty much. What was the area that gave you the most backlash, you think, 
what area just said was like, whoa. What area in Florida? Yeah. Southwest Florida. Southwest Florida. So pretty much, um, well, Naples, Collier County still bans dispensaries completely. Really? Which is very affluent. Yeah, they're allowed. Okay. Um, it's very affluent. has an incredibly older population. Mm-hmm. Tons of patients down there that are driving an hour and a half crazy, to get products. It's yeah. crazy. So Southwest Florida has been the hardest. Now, Miami is interesting. They're difficult. Now, they accept it, but they just have, you know, kind of difficult zoning. Um, but they allow it. You just have to go through a lot of a lot of steps. Well, they don't like to give anybody else their money. They've been making money illegally. That's what built Miami. Yeah. Illegal drugs, pretty much. I mean, I've seen movies and, yeah. you know. Uh, Probably one of the easiest and most, um, you know, supportive areas is Tampa Bay. Is it really? Yeah. Well, and that's why you see so many know. dispensaries here is they're, you know, they, they're very comfortable with it and mm-hmm. they've got good zoning laws and they, they're they easy to work with. They're popping up everywhere. That, mm-hmm. is, that is for sure. But, you know, everything, we go to True Leave. There's, there's some other ones out there, but True Leave does it the best. And uh, like I said before, they seem to be first on, the first ones on top of this when anything changes. And uh, that's why you guys do it the best. You make my job easy when you come. Good. You bring knowledge. It's good. I try. Like I try to read up <laughs> on some things, but you, uh, you're very versed in that. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back here soon. I'll be back. I'll be back next week. Perfect. And we're going to talk about 420. Yes. It's almost 420. It's going to be 420 next Next Saturday. Saturday. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Do your your 420 420 history, your research. 420 history. I'm going to do all my research. How it came about. Okay. We'll we'll both have, we'll we'll both, you know, you probably know the whole thing already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, but 420 is kind of interesting in a medical market because it's a very recreational type Mm -hmm. holiday and celebration. So in a recreational market, we balance, you know, enjoying the holiday and celebrating the holiday with understanding that this is still very much medicine for people. It is. Um, And how do we, but it's really just about putting products on sale, having fun, stocking up um, and celebrating the fact that you have access to it. Yes, and we are uh, progressing as people, yeah. which is a good thing. So next week, we're going to have a special 420 show. You don't want to miss that. Victoria will be back. And if anybody has any questions for me, once again, I don't have all the answers, but if I don't, maybe Victoria does, or I'll look them up. It's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. I appreciate you, everybody, listening in. Victoria, thank you again. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. And uh, there's some other podcasts from myself. Go to Radio Influence, and you can check those all out. Everybody have a wonderful week, and go out and smoke some delicious. I know I will. Peace out. For more information on medical cannabis, make sure to visit TrueLeave on Twitter at TrueLeave or TrueLeave.com. That's T-R-U-L-I-E-V-E.com. Also, make sure to follow Ian Beckles on Twitter at Ian Beckles. This has been the Cannabis Podcast, powered by TrueLeave on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Law and Crime Network's Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.